Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Copefi on Unsafe Space. I'm your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined, as usual, by Batman Pajama. Carrie Smith. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Carter. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so, Carter already knows this, but for everyone else, my eyes are going to look, my eyes look really weird. They look really weird to me. I've been crying, ugly crying. I had um, one of my best friends pass away. So today was the second morning of morning. <laughs> and um, anyway, but I'm here. I'm doing kafefi. She refuses to take a day off. This eye looks okay. This eye did most of the tears, I think, because look at that one's all swollen and weird. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm sure, uh, obviously, you know, I've already expressed my condolences, but I'm sure our audience um, will express theirs to you as well, Carrie. It sucks. Um, yeah. yeah. It's hard to transition to news, but you want to cover a bunch of stories. So, um, yeah, let's talk about stuff. <laughs> okay. So, I guess uh, the first thing I, I just want to mention, I, I, we wanted to have Mikey Harlow on. Hopefully, we're still going to have him on the show. He's just super busy right now. He's dealing with, um, obviously, the repercussions of the loss of his Twitter account permanently. Um, I did just put out an article, which is, eh, honestly, it's kind of dense. But I put out an article you can read uh, about it. We'll put a link below. And he's trying to potentially organize a rally at Twitter HQ in New York. So if you're interested in doing that, um, please let us know and we'll put you in touch with Mike uh, Harlow. Um, all right. I guess, I guess we could just jump into some stories. Maybe we should start with some good news. <laughs> Want to start with some good news, Carrie? Yes, let's start with good news. Okay. The good news is that, remember uh, Jessica slash Jonathan Yeniv? Oh, gosh. Do I? <laughs> Yeah, oh. For those who don't remember, uh, Jessica slash Jonathan uh, Yanov. I think Jessica was the person that got Megan Murphy banned from Twitter, right? Jessica, uh, yeah, Jonathan got Sorry. Megan Murphy banned because um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, we did a video about this person. Um, he is, at the time, was still, he's a biological man, decided he's trans woman at the time was still going by Jonathan, even on his own Twitter profile was going by Jonathan. But yeah, uh, here's, here's a picture of the, of Jonathan, right? So, but he had Jonathan on his profile, but, but also was going by Jessica, right? Was, was using, using both names. You should show one of the um, less flattering photos. <laughs> oh, I thought that was one of the less flattering. <laughs> oh no, that's the flattering one. <laughs> oh, okay. Here, um, wait, uh, I'll, I'll find a worse one. He's a total bully. While you're looking for that, he's a total bully. You guys can, we have a whole video on it, but to recap, he um, engaged in targeted harassment of Megan Murphy, and then she got banned for saying, for using the name Jonathan, which he was already using about himself, and, um, and then for saying men are men. And he also has, well, I think, I know what you're going to tell me, the good news. He had all these open lawsuits where this is what this guy would do. He would go to... Um, try and get women to um give him uh what's the word to wax brazilian his genitals. yeah brazilian to wax his genitals and whenever he came up whenever there was a woman who didn't want to do this for religious reasons 
um, or for, for whatever, because she didn't want to work with men. And also it's a different procedure for men. Then he would file these lawsuits, these discrimination lawsuits, saying that they were discriminating against him because he was trans. He was just a grifter looking to make money. And a lot of these are working class women. A lot of these women are women of color, um, immigrant women, Muslim. Like he, he targeted working class women and had all these lawsuits out. And so I yeah, briefly saw it. Here's the picture Carrie wants you to see, I think. Is that a better one, Carrie? <laughs> yes. You, you like that better? Yes. There you go. Gross. That's, uh, that's Yenev. Um, and Yenev, like Carrie said, he sued uh, 15, 15 women, um, brought them before the Humans right, Human Rights Tribunal, um, claiming that he had a right to have his scrotum, just to be clear, right, his biological male, uh, had a right to have his scrotum waxed by women who were working out of their home. Many, Most of them, I think, were Sikh. Uh, so they had religious objections to touching male genitalia. A lot of them worked out of their home with kids. One of them actually had to shut down her establishment uh, after this because she was harassed by Yaniv's supporters. So anyway, Yaniv brought these women. He was seeking, I think, $15,000 in damages from each. And he lost. So there's some good news in the world. There's a some kind of sane, or at least semi-sane uh, judge or jury out there. I guess it's, I guess it's a tribunal, so it's a, I assume it's a, a panel of people, but uh, he lost and he has to pay each one of them $2,000 now if I read. Oh, he does? That's great, sweet yeah. revenge. Because I know he had, some of, some of these women were settling and give, paying him money and, oh, and, and this is a guy who creeped on young girls who took secret, like secretive photos of girls in the ladies' bathroom, of teenage girls who regularly posted about um, asking girls about their period, asking 12-year-old girls about their period, about, about talking about just this disgusting stuff, who petitioned to have a, uh, what was it, a topless swimming party for LGBT youth. Underage. As, yeah. Underage, like 12 years, what was it, 12 years and up, 11 years up, something like that. Yeah. And where the parents would not be allowed there for the safe, so they could create a safe space. But he's allowed there with these topless girls. Like, what is, this guy's disgusting. I, I, $2,000, great. I wish it were more. I wish I had to pay more than that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the way I read this. Just to be clear, this was in Canada. So this is all, this is all happening north of the border for those of us in the U.S. Um, but I guess, you know, a sigh of relief. Uh, they weren't convinced that waxing someone's balls was uh, was something you could require people to do. So that's good. And, and a lot, some of the women didn't even show up uh, to testify. So I think it was probably pretty much of a slam dunk. They did have an expert testify that it's it's a different procedure. It's against the religious doctrine and blah blah blah. So that's the good news of the day. Now, Carrie, there's bad news near you. Oh, no. Um, Texas, I mean, all right, I'm not a Texan, so maybe I'm romanticizing Texas in a way that's inappropriate. But this isn't Austin, just to be clear. This is Dallas, so I kind of feel like Dallas shouldn't be radical left. But let's take a look at this latest story from LifeSite. Jury rules against dad trying to save his seven-year-old from oh, gender gosh. transition. There's the dad and his son. Now, the, the issue is his, his mom, this, this guy's, I guess, ex-wife. I don't know if they're divorced or in the process of being divorced. The guy's name is uh, 
Jeffrey Younger, and his his mom is Dr. Anne Jorgulis. Now, just to be clear, she's not even really the biological mom. They they did in vitro fertilization, so she's not actually biologically related to the children, but she she is the is is he biologically mom. related? Yes. So wow. he's biologically related. She's not because they did in, in vitro fertilization and with, I guess, someone else's egg. And presumably, I guess their marriage fell apart or whatever. But th- there's two twin boys. And one of them, I won't say the boy wants to transition. I think one of them is having behavior that leads the, the mom, the quote mom, Dr. Anne Jorgulis, to claim that it's time to transition him into Luna. And the dad was arguing, hey, look, uh, I, don't, I don't want him. He's seven, right? There's a bunch of risks associated with putting him on. So she wants to put him on puberty blockers and eventually put him on cross-sex hormones. Um, and you know, even in this article, I'll just read some of the things, uh, possible f- side effects of feminizing cross-sex hormones therapy, uh, blood clot in deep veins, which is deep vein thrombosis or pulmonary embolism, high uh, triglycerides, gallstones, weight gain, elevated liver function test, decreased libido, erectile dysfunction, infertility, high potassium, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, excessive prolactin in the blood, um, a condition which a non-cancerous tumor of the pituitary gland in the brain overproduces the hormone prolactin. So lots of risks here for a seven-year-old, seven, who can't possibly understand, a dad argued correctly, can't possibly understand what the consequences and risks here are. The kid's seven. We can't start them on puberty blockers and uh, cross-sex hormones. The dad dad is trying to do what a parent should do, which is to protect his son. Yes. So the dad asked for a jury because he, I I mean, reasonably, I I might do the same thing, right? The dad probably thought, well, I don't want to leave the fate of this of my child into this judge who is a little bit of a leftist judge. Um, she, uh, her, her name is, um, Kim cooks. I perused her Twitter profile. She wasn't big, but it was, you know, she wasn't very prolific on Twitter, but it was obvious she was, uh, leftist. She's since blocked, uh, not blocked me. She's locked her Twitter uh, account. So you can't see it anymore because, um, people know who she is, but, Presumably, the dad was like, well, I don't want to leave the fate of my child into a judge's hands. And he asked for a jury to review the case. And, you know, I, I, Carrie, I feel like if you asked me a, a jury of 12 Texans, what are they going to rule on this? What would you think? I mean, well, I, I, would, I would assume they would rule in the dad's favor. 11 out of the 12 jurors decided not to grant the dad uh, managing, sole managing con- conservatorship over his two twin boys. They voted that the current joint managing conservatorship should be replaced by a sole managing conservatorship, but that not the dad, but the mom should get possession. So basically, there's a joint agreement, and the dad goes to court because he doesn't have a right to prevent the mom from, from giving him hormones. The dad goes to court, says, I want custody. I want a jury to decide. And Somewhere they found 11 Texans on a jury of 12 to say, nope, the mom gets full custody. Now you lost custody of your kids and she can completely do her, you know, 
activism on your child. She can do her radical trans activism on your child. She can abuse your child. It's child abuse, just to be clear. It's child abuse. I, abuse I think, your child. Sorry. I think you have two things happening here. You've got, as we know, family courts are already skewed against fathers. And yes. so that's just in line with what we see in general. Courts are more likely to award sole guardianship to the mother. Um, but the other thing that's happening is just, as we've seen, this has become so very quickly um, normalized, this idea that, and it didn't, like, just a short five, six years ago, it, it, the, the entire medical opinion on this was different. They used to try and help kids with gender dysphoria come to terms with their biological sex, and tr they would do therapy, they would do, you know, and then there was a small percentage of kids who didn't, but they don't try that anymore. They just immediately are like, put these kids on, you know, pills, put these kids on hormone blockers. Um, and so that, that's become so normalized in the past five years. So you've got people on this jury, even in Texas, people are so afraid of being called a bigot. They're cowards. I, I mean, They're this is, this is disgraceful and it's sickening though. I mean, we've seen articles recently about, you know, hundreds of trans people who were subject to this kind of crap when they were younger and wanting to now transition back. Um, it's, this is, I said this before, but this is the Tuskegee experiment on young children. Who, oh, it is. Many that's of whom are probably not straight, right? So that's all this is. This is young, possibly gay or bisexual children undergoing a modern day Tuskegee experiment by radical trans activists who have no care about any of the risks. It's completely untested. It's just ideology. It's, I mean, they are you abusing how pissed people off when, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying they're abusing children in the service of their ideology. It's all about validating the adults. It's Absolutely. like, it's like, okay, the drag queen story hour, right? I, some a friend tagged me in an article about that recently. And it was an opinion piece by someone who went to drag queen story hour and basically was like, none of the kids were engaged. None of the kids cared about the books, which were all the ideological books, right? About, you know, trying to indoctrinate the children. None of the kids cared. All the adults were just like, oh, goo goo gaga over the, uh, right. over the drag queen. And right. it's like, yeah, because those events are for adults. Those events are about using children to validate a belief that you have and to make you feel affirmed and to make you feel, and it's, it's not about the kids. And yeah. this, this isn't about protecting kids. This isn't about validating some kid's gender identity. This is about not, you're not protecting children if you offer them up to doctors to experiment on them at the young age of seven. <laughs> oh, I believe it's a violation of the Hippocratic Oath. I think any doctor who promotes this should be banned um, and lose their medical license because your Hippocratic Oath is a, you, you swear to do no harm. And this is not even just stepping back and letting harm be done. This is actively harming. Right, you can't do. A doctor's not allowed to just say you come into the the hospital and say I've got, you know my stomach kind of hurts. A doctor's not just allowed to be like, well, let me start slicing into you and look around. Like that's too risky. It's doing harm. They need to do something else first to figure out what the problem is. It may eventually turn out that you had appendicitis and they do need to slice into you, but you don't start there. That's and a doctor would be, I believe, lose their license if that's how they practiced. I'm not a medical license expert, but certainly their insurance would go up and they'd probably get fired. You can't just, you know, I got a tummy ache. Well, let me get my scalpel. That's what this is. 
That's exactly what this is. It's just, it's, you know, except for it's worse. It's, I've got a psychological issue. Okay, let me get, let me get some, some uh, permanently altering, damaging chemicals, throw them in your body and I'll, the scalpel will come later. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. And do you remember when we used to, as a society, condemn the, every once in a while you would hear stories about the Christian scientists who believed that like, because God was going to hear their child, they didn't want the cancer treatment or they didn't want treatment for some ailment that the kid had. And so they would refuse medical treatment and we would all uh, condemn them for that. And there's probably court cases. I just don't know what they are, but there was a, a mass understanding that they would be condemned for this. This was harmful to their child. Right. They weren't, they weren't, they didn't have the kid's best interest at heart. Right. Well, I mean, how much worse is this? This isn't refusing treatment. This is harming someone who's fine. I don't know. That's very disappointing. It's yeah. just. So I don't know what the hell's going on in Texas over there, Carrie. I, thought, I know what's I thought going on in Texas. <laughs> We've got too many people moving here with, from California. I guess. But this certainly makes it like, look like, to me, like Texas is not the place to run to anymore. Um, I mean, what a, what a mess. And look. I don't know. Maybe there's stuff about the dad we don't know, but regardless, uh, based on the facts that we can see in front of us that are presented, uh, it doesn't, you know, if the dad was bad and shouldn't have been with the kids, then I guess the kid should be removed from both parents. But assigning custody to a quack doctor who wants to perform experimental uh, tests on her seven-year-old boy is, uh, I don't know, it's it's barbarism and um, it has no place in western civilization all right one more story one we'll end on a funny note carrie and then we can call it a day good because this whatever's in this eye is really bothering me i think i have to wear an eye patch today (laughs) can you can you crunch off for us can you wear an eye patch i have one with a it's like a pirate thing on it i'm gonna wear it to work (laughs) are you gonna dress up for our halloween episode yeah, because I'm doing uh, a whole um, Day of the Dead costume. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, my last story is a lot about um, my last story is about a little bitch named Dan Hunt, who's a representative in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, and he has proposed adding, making it illegal to use the word bitch uh, directed at. I'll read it. A person who uses the word bitch directed at Another person to accost, annoy, degrade, or demean the other person shall be considered to be a disorderly person in violation of this section and shall be subject to the penalties provided in subsections A and B. The penalties uh, for that subsection are uh, $200 fine and six months in prison, up up to six months in prison and $200 fine. So uh, this is what's going on. He's a Democrat. This is what's going on on the left. Uh, Daniel J. Hunt has decided to propose, in all seriousness, House Bills 3719 to make it illegal to call someone a bitch in Massachusetts. This is insane. I mean, I know it's it's funny, but it's, it's also, funny. it's crazy. It's like those uh, anti-catcalling laws that they were doing, and Fran- was it in France they were doing those? It, this is all about re- restriction of freedom of speech. Like, you can call someone whatever name you want to call them. It's not well, like... Like yeah. you can quibble over is 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 it a gendered slur? Carter and I have even argued about this before. Like, is it sexist to use the word bitch or the c word or 
Um, oh, you right. Know, we have. I forgot. We, we argued about the C word because I was saying it was sexist and you were saying it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it doesn't matter if you think it's sexist or not. It doesn't matter if you think it's hate speech or not. It's still legal. And, and the minute that we start saying, oh, I need to be protected from this word. And then there's another word and there's another word and there's another word. And there's, you know, you can't, we can't, you can't live in a place like that. It's, it well, as you've pointed out, if, if you, if you're on the left and think of yourself as a liberal, uh, this is not liberalism. This is authoritarianism. Yeah. Uh, authoritarian China does this. This is the kind of thing that authoritarian countries do. They shut down speech. They don't like, they make it illegal to say the wrong thing. Um, and you know, I know I say this, often, but I'm going to say it again. Every law is enforced to the point of a gun. If you'd refuse to pay the fine, they will come with guns to you, collect you, and throw you in jail. If you fight them, they will shoot you. Every law that you pass, you need to be very careful about passing laws and think about the consequences. You are asking that someone, that lethal force be used against someone who refuses to comply with that law. That's what you're asking for. And I don't know how this is not overtly and obviously authoritarian to anyone who looks at it but clearly it's not so this is this is what the other side of the culture war looks like this is it's it's taking twitter ambiguity and rules from social media platforms where they ban people they don't like and applying it to the legal system yeah so but it's still kind of funny and i think everyone should call uh representative uh daniel j hunt a bitch all day on twitter so, which I think Carrie would argue isn't sexist because he's a man. Maybe or, or a witch for Halloween. Yeah. So you lost some punch there, Carrie, but okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for watching. By the way, I do want to say this. We've got a few new subscribe star subscribers. You're not in the credits yet. I'm sorry. That's me being swamped and I haven't gotten around to updating credits, but I'm saying thank you now. We'll update the credits hopefully um, this week and and get you in them but uh thank you so much for your support and uh thank you for the people who've been doing also uh one-time tips on subscribe stars so look someday we'll get banned from twitter we'll probably get banned from facebook someday so anything you can do on platforms that are more supportive of freedom of expression like subscribe star anything you can do to help us out um will enable us to continue making these videos and to make them better and to have time to do more research and to make them uh, more impactful and to get editors and all that kind of stuff. So look, uh, really appreciate the support of everyone. Thank you so much. Carrie, do you want to mention book club at all to people for people who have forgotten? Uh, book club, our next video book club is going to be on Sunday, November 17th. And if you want to be a part of it, send us an email at speak at unsafe space.com. Uh, I just want to read this one quick thing that I saw for uh, Maria Tuscan sent. She said, uh, she's not going to yarn Revo revolution on November 10th. Um, she's going to do a relaxed meetup instead. And, and on Yarn Revolution's Instagram page, they posted this thing where they said, as a reminder, we reserve the right to refuse admission to anyone who will disturb the peace, cause drama, or make attendees feel unsafe. And the word unsafe is really big. <laughs> uh, well, I still think people should go. But, no, um, I don't, 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 don't. It's drama. Hang out with Maria. She's doing something else instead. That's true. You know I mean? That's true. If you're in Seattle, get in touch with Maria and hang out with her that day. Yeah, I see the screenshot um, that you're referring to that she sent, but I, I'm also in her text. She's saying she's thinking about not going. I, so I don't know. We'll get clarification. Um, she's not going. She's doing a meetup. All right. Anyway. Well, 
support her regardless of whether she's going to go to her meetups. But by the way, just one last thing about them. They are the bullies. Do you see what they do? They're the bullies. They ban her for no reason. Then, then they hear that she's so intimidated and afraid to go by herself. And we were talking about what if you went with people who were supportive? I mean, you, you have the right to go to a convention and buy yarn and talk to people. Mm-hmm. And then, and then what do they do? They always project their bullies. They're pretending like somehow she's some big bad bully. who's going to make people feel unsafe. Are you kidding me? Like you guys are disgusting. And, and if, and you know, I know they're not going to watch this, but yarn revolution people, whoever run that Instagram account, you guys are cowardly bullies. That's I think it. It's kind of funny um, that they, that they are so, self-delusional that they don't see that they don't see they don't see how them. awful they are yeah yeah they're such, they're such awful people well support maria um if she's gonna have a little meetup do that um and uh i don't know i guess i'm a little bit more i still kind of want to go but you're funny okay T- take care guys let me say one other thing just personal if tell the people in your life that you love them if you've got those close friends that you haven't talked to in a while talk to them like say, say hello to them today because anyway, (laughs) Carrie, I, I look, um, you made me think about something the other day and I didn't want to, uh, I haven't said this to you, but, um, the, the stoic, the ancient stoics had a, um, had a practice, which sounds really weird, but it's something that I, I'm not a stoic, but it's something that I do. And it, um, and it's really, I think it's really important. Um, it sounds weird. They would, uh, at the night, every night, or maybe in the morning, whatever they would, they would, uh, frequently think about losing everyone that they loved dearly. Every, they would think about what if their kids died? What if their wife died? They would think about, and, and, and even losing other things that they valued. And they would think about that loss. And it sounds very depressing, but um, what it does is it reminds you of the facts of reality that life is short and temporary and it helps you to appreciate when you wake up the next morning, you hug your kid that much more tightly and you treat your spouse that much better because you know that you would be devastated if you lost them. And, um, you know, carry my heart goes out to you. I'm sure everyone else's does, but. uh, Thank you, Carter. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. I like that. I like that idea. I like that practice. Bye, everyone. Bye.